Sarayim Tov, we continue in the Sefer Nefesh Shimshon. We're just going to finish up the Ezra's Avosenu section, and then we'll get into the Amida. So one more aspect of the power of tefillah uh, that we want to mention over here. We're talking about knocking on the door and doing the things that show that you're ready to come in with Hashem and you're not leaving. So he has a deeper idea, and he says, we've already explained in other places that the maintenance of all the spiritual worlds depends on Torah and tefillah. And there's various psukim that we've brought. For example, Mipi Ololim Viyonkim Yosarata Oz, from the mouths of babes and sucklings, you have, your power is founded that we give strength to Hashem at the highest roots through our prayers. And so therefore, when we learn and we daven, we give strength in the creation that creates something from nothing. Nefesh Shachayim speaks a lot about this. The whole idea of Chidushe Torah, when you come up with a new insight in Torah, a new understanding of Torah, then new aspects of the world are created, something from nothing. And we have to know the same thing is with prayer. When uh, we, we know that Hashem is bore, we say the words bore refuos. Hashem creates refuos. That's something from nothing. We see now in the search to find cures to diseases. You think the scientists are that smart? It's called trial and error. <laughs> That's what it is. It's trial and error. If you're lucky, the errors are less and you get the answer right away. And if not, you don't get the answer right away. The greatest inventions were by accident. So, not because Hashem created Yesh Me'ayin for us. Okay. And that power in which Hashem reveals Himself in the foundations and the roots of the world that's the power to create something from nothing. That's what Hashem does. And that foundation of the world, the first svira, is Chachma. It says, Hashem bechachma yisador. It's Hashem founded the world with Chachma. And there's another Paskaniya says, Vachachma meyayin timtza. The simple says, where are you going to find Chachma? But also it means meyayin from nothing. Chachma comes from nothing. And as you get an idea, it's a flash. Where'd it come from? Just came in. Right. So Hashem created the Chachma and he f- fashioned all those things from nothing. And that's the power that Hashem created the world. Okay. So therefore, since the whole aspect of creation is something from nothing, so there's no limit as to what can be created. If I only can create from something, then it depends on what I have. But if it comes from nothing, there's no end to that. Reality is very confined. You know, from a rock, you can only get so many houses. From a mountain, you can chop it, you only get so many houses. That's what the material can lend itself to. Also the skills of the carpenter. Even though we have, there's no such thing as unlimited resources. When Hashem creates refuos, something from nothing, there's no boundary. He's not limited by physical uh, constraints. 
to shapes, who can make something from nothing and he can do anything. Hashem is not limited at all. Now, guess what? Guess what? This awesome power of creating something from nothing, Hashem gave it over to us. That we can also create something from nothing through our Torah, our Chidushe Torah, and our prayers. We think when we pray, we just it, it helps a little bit. It can create something from nothing. So now if prayer has the ability to create something from nothing, therefore, let's think about this. Let's have the biggest, biggest tzaddik in the world. They have a little kid. And what do our prayers help? Well, it doesn't really matter. That's, uh, that difference between the biggest person and the smallest, it's like nothing compared to what the creation of something from nothing is. If a person prays properly, he will bring something new into the creation. Even little children, when they are davening, they have the power to create something from nothing because that's the essence of tefillah, creation. So when we're standing in front of Hashem, let's not waste our, our, our talents. So let us uh, seek out from Him what He wants to hear from us. And what does he want to hear from us? What we need. And Karov Hashem Lechol Karov. Hashem is close to all who call to him, but to all who call to him in truth. So you got to realize what's going on over here. We got amazing spiritual nuclear power. And this is we're coming to Hashem to tap into that. So that's a tremendous thing to want to take advantage of. Okay. So now... So now that, to put this all together, so now that we've come to knock on the door, and we're saying, okay, Hashem, we'd like to meet with you, and Hashem himself is coming to open up the door. And as we explained in the Shema, that even now, even though Hashem, uh, that uh, from himself wants to get closer to us, but we still have to mention a few things. Who is like you from the gods, Hashem? You do amazing things. We, 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 we show the reality that since Hashem, you're beyond any comprehension, beyond any reality that exists, you're so high. And we are able, as it were, to approach Him. And just like we called out Shema Yisrael as we entered the palace, we're out, right? So now we are now screaming out as we're entering Mamish into the private zone. Hashem Yimloch Leolam Hashem will be king forever. Okay. And now that we are now coming into prayer. Now we're going to be meeting Hashem in the actual prayer. And what is that ultimate goal of this. So there's a Gemara, a Medrash says a fascinating thing. He says, oh, once there was a, a princess who asked one of the rabbis, okay, God created the world in six days. What does he do now? What does he do? So the rabbi said, he makes Shidduchim. 
So the simple shot is, okay, he finds a boy and a girl and he makes it that they meet each other. Now, that is always true, but there's a much deeper idea over here. And it means we have to try to find a way to bridge the gap, and that's what Hashem does, to find a way to bridge the gap between two uh, items that are so existentially opposite of each other to make some kind of connection between two points that contradict each other. That's the goal of everything. To take the world that is so so many opposite parts and put them all together. So the obvious one is a shidduch. A boy and a girl, that's the most opposite you can find. And find a way for them to be together. Okay. Now let's find what's the biggest thing. Men and women are very far apart. But what's even bigger than that? God and mankind. Hashem is way, way up there. His thoughts are not our thoughts. There's such a gap between us and Hashem. So what is Hashem doing after creating the world? He tries to find ways to bridge that gap. Because that's the reason he created the world. Is that we bond with him. How's that going to happen? We're physical, grub human beings. Hashem's such a, a lofty concept. In what way can we have any relation? So that's what Hashem is busy doing. Creating ways to bond this. Yeah? So also maintaining the world is, is one of the... Hashem is busy with the Yeah, but that's not why, why he created the world. And what, what's, he, what's he really busy with? Like, what's the goal that he's busy with? Of course he has to maintain it. But for what purpose? Well, for what purpose is the whole world should recognize Hashem? The physical world is all going to connect with Hashem. Somehow, he's doing things throughout history to make that happen. So Hashem has created, as it were, a ladder with its feet on the ground, reaching up to the heavens. And Yaakov saw that. Even though we're at the bottom of the ladder, and that's the greatest contradiction that is in the world, and that the goal of the Jew is to connect those two things. That's what Hashem was showing Yaakov. Connect the spiritual with the physical. Put Hashem into our world. And that's not simple. And that is exactly what building the Mishkan is all about. As we've discussed in many classes already this week. Not just in a Mishkan, but into our hearts as well. So this is what we call in Kabbalistic terms, our job is called liyached yichudim. To unify things that are meant to be unified, which really means to unify with Hashem. The Pasuk says, Ubo tibak, you shall cleave to Hashem. And that means to say that through our actions should be fulfilled a unification with Hashem. That Hashem wants um, that every one of our actions should be focused to Hashem. Everything we do should be filled with the desire of Hashem. And that's what the Rambam says in his introduction to Pirkeiavos. He says, the rabbis have said this whole idea in very few words. And what is this? All your actions should be for the sake of heaven. We have to find Hashem in each and every one of our actions. That whatever happens... It should be from Hashem. That's liyachet yichudim. We want to do things that every season Hashem's involvement in this. 
That's what the rabbi said about Hanoch. Hanoch in the earlier generations, in the beginning of Breshis, it said he sewed shoes. He made shoes. He would be sewing them up. Every stitch, he had a kavana with Baruch Shem Kavod Machusolam Vued. As we said, everything that's here is a, is a fulfillment of Hashem's wishes. We're taking the lowest thing, shoes that you walk on the ground, with the idea of Einod Novado. And that's the goal of everything. To live with Hashem, to live with the Torah, to bond everything together. And that is our job. And now we're ready with this approach for the Amida. Now he ends off with a halachic discussion that I'm going to skip. And now we're going to begin... The next chapter on Shin Pei Gimel, the first three brachos of the Amidah. And he reviews a certain idea. We know Davning's a structure, the whole Davning's a structure with different areas. And the Amida is also a structure within all the structures. The Amida is one of the structures, but within the Amida, there has to be its own structure itself. And the goal of the Amida is the you're talking to Hashem now, and the end is Sim Shalom. Hashem, bring us peace. Bring peace. That's the end. That's the last bracha. And the Gemara says God could not find a receptacle that could hold all the blessings for the Jews except for peace. Okay, peace is the ultimate unification. But there's a way to get there. And that is the brachas of the Amida. And that's why the Shulchan Aruch said, if you forget one bracha, let's say the 13th bracha, whether it was intentional or unintentional, what do you do? So let's say you, you, you skip bracha 13 and you're up to bracha 16, then you realize, oh, I skipped 13. What do you do? Well, you have to go back to the beginning of 13 and continue straight ahead. You can't just drop 13 in the middle of there. Why? Because there is an order. And uh, and it's all based on a lot of things. Based on psukim and many of the, the rabbis explain how each bracha is, all the brachas are like a chain and one links into the other that connects to the other. Okay. <coughs> because it's one pathway to get you there, and you can't skip anything in that pathway. Okay? And also, if you understand how they connect, we'll have better kavana. If you understand what the game plan is, the flow, because that's the way things resonate with us. If you see how one thing continues with the next thing and goes to the next thing and brings us to the point of the next thing as well. Okay. I'm going to skip a page or two here because it's just very more philosophical. And we're going to get into the first three brachas. And this is the first stage. As we say, that we have to realize that the davening is, Amida has three parts, the introductory praise of Hashem, then our request, and then the thanks that's afterwards. And we have to remember, the main point of all the prayer is to cling to Hashem. That's what we want. We're going to discuss you know, all the things that we need, but we're connecting it all to Hashem. So we should end up bonded with Him, 
And that is the ultimate place of shalom, tranquility. And if you realize, right in the first bracha, we say the words, Laman Shemo for his sake with love. It's in the very first bracha. And therefore, everything we want to do is for Hashem's sake. Okay. And um, we'll now see, that's our goal. So now we're going to be going step by step. And we're going to start with the first three brachas. First three brachas, again, is its own little section. And in many ways, it's considered like one bracha. If you make a major mistake in any one of those brachas, you may have to go to the, to back to the beginning. And it's so fundamental, it doesn't matter what kind of davening, if it's a Shabbos davening, a Yontif davening, a weekday davening, those three always stay the same. They never change, while other parts do change. So we have to understand what is the, uh, the, the, uh, the critical benefit of this. So we already know that the three brachas are representing Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. And the Derech Hashem says, you need to know that there's different types of hashpos, different types of flows that come from Hashem from above coming down here. And there's three main flows, which are called Gadol, Gibor, Vanoira. Okay, big. We already explained what big is uh, in the Parsha class on Monday night. And powerful and awesome. And that's the merits of Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov. And that's the first three brachas. And very interestingly, the first bracha is called Mogain Avraham. So that's Avram. Second one is Atogibor, the Olam Hashem, Givura, that's Yitzhak. And the third one, Atokadosh, that's Yaakov, as we shall explain. But now he starts to ask a number of questions. If this is true, then how do you explain the following? The first bracha, we say it's the bracha of Avram, and it's the bracha of Chesed, right? So look what we say about Hashem. First of all, we say, Hakel HaGadol HaGibor Vanora. And that is Chesed Gvortiferis. Okay. And even though we say Gomel Chasodim Tovim, Hashem does a lot of kindness, we all say Koneha Kol, he owns everything. That's like justice and Gvura. Okay. And therefore, the Gmar has a thought that maybe this is all free. Maybe you should say Mogenavos. It's the, the shield of the patriarchs. But no, it says Mogen Avraham. The question is really, we got all three ideas throughout this bracha. So why are we saying Mogain Avraham? Why are we saying this first bracha is the bracha of Avraham? We talk about Hagadol, Hagibor, Vanera. We were also taught about Gvura and Tiferes. Zohar Chasdeavos. He remembers the kindness to the patriarchs. So we talk about all three, but then we end up Mogain Avraham. So what's going on? So is, is this just Chesed or is it everything? If it's everything, why are we calling it Chesed? How about with Yitzchak? Yitzchak is Din, Yitzchak is Judgment, Yitzchak is Gvura, Atogibor. But we also find a lot of Chesed. Mechayei Meisim brings the dead back to life. So Mech Noflim picks up those that have fallen. Rofei Cholim heals the sick. Matir Asrim gets those in jail out of jail. That seems to be a lot of Chesed. So it's all this Chesed doing in the Bracha of Judgment. Second question. Third question was Yitzchak 
uh, Yaakov, which is Tiferes, which is the combination of that, or Titein Emes Yaakov, give truth to Yaakov. That's the Torah that we have, and he's given to all the Jewish people. But the whole essence of Torah is a great detail of the will of Hashem. All details explain, revealing what Hashem wants. It's what Hashem wants. That's what Tiferes is. But what do we say? Atokadosh, you're holy, holy, holy. What's holy mean? Separated, far away. So he's far away, then where's the Tiferes? Where's the glory? So there's a question on each and every bracha. You hear the questions. So he explains beautifully what all three are telling us over here. Yes, Avram's Mida is Chesed. And that's how he found his way to connect to Hashem. And we know Chesed is the source of the entire creation. Olam Chesed Yibana. The world was built with Chesed. And therefore the whole way the world exists is because of Chesed. Chesed, not expecting anything in return. And even though there's different types of conduct, chesed, gvura, tiferes, but let's try to understand when we talk about gvura, we talk about judgment, it's not a conduct in and of itself rooted in judgment. And tiferes is not a mita in itself rooted in tiferes, but the foundation of all the foundation and the roots of all roots, everything is rooted in chesed. Everything is rooted in chesed. Gvur is rooted in chesed. Tiferes is rooted in chesed. But for the chesed to really come to its full expression, we have to have details within the chesed to make the chesed the real chesed it's meant to be. In other words, chesed is to give. But if you want to give the way it should be done, it's not possible unless there's some aspect of gvura to make the chesed the best chesed it can be. There's been an aspect of Tiferes to make the chesed the best chesed it can be. Simple example. Father loves his child. How come you see the father smacking the child? Doesn't look like love. But he knows the kid's spoiled, rotten. And if he doesn't give the kid a smack here and there, the kid's going to turn out bad. So then he won't be able to do chesed with the child. Sometimes the biggest chesed you do is give him a smack. Show him that he's wrong. Right? So therefore, the entire context of Hashem's action is chesed. Now, you have that chesed making Hashem elokei Avram, but it also will include elokei Yitzchak and elokei Yaakov. And elokei hagadol hagibor v'anarah. That idea of chesed, which is big, has to also be gibor and nora, but the source of all that is chesed. In other words, the, the first mita is chesed. But we still mention, it's not just Hagadol, Hagibor Vanara, why? And we're hinting to Gvura and Tiferes, because without them, we'll never have chesed. And therefore, we end the bracha, Mogain Avraham, because that's the end. In other words, we're saying like this, chesed is the complete goal of everything in this world. Hashem wants to give kindness, that's it. But the chesed can't be a perfected chesed unless it's modified with some gvura and tiferes. So therefore, we want you to know that even the gvura and the tiferes that we're going to discuss in the next two brachas is rooted in kindness. 
And if you want the kindness to be perfect, you got to add a little gvura, you got to add a little tiferes. But don't think those are separate, totally separate energies that are in conflict with each other. They're meant to blend together, work together to provide the chesed that's the best chesed possible that can be done. Yeah? So Abraham also had tiferet and He Abraham, did, but, he it, was, but it wasn't his strongest yeah, suit. Strongest his strongest was suit was chesed. Correct. Okay. But again, chesed in its pure state, the world can't stand with that. Right? You know, you love your friend. You want to give him a gift. Okay, what am I going to give my friend? I'm going to give him a diamond. So he says, okay, what, what would be the best diamond I could give to him? Oh, it's 10 different diamonds. I'll give him all 10. Okay. That's what, that's what Chesed would say. Give all 10. Because it's an infinite desire. But wait a minute. You can't do that. That's ridiculous. So we have to add an aspect of din, of judgment, of gvura. You have to go against your nature. You can't just give everything. So you have to have a little bit of gvura to cut it down. So when we come to the second brach, I want to thank Hashem with the meat of Yitzchak, which is the meat of gvura. And we praise Hashem. Because when you have a little bit of gvura, you're able then to somech noflim, cholim, umatir asurim. The whole beauty of gvura and its intent is to temper the chesed in a way that it all gets expressed. And therefore, you want to, uh, you want to um, support the guy who's fallen. Oh, I'll give you everything you need. You want to do anything. That's not good. The guy will have no self-esteem. I want to be so mech no flim. I want to raise up the guy who's fallen. But if I just give him a government money and he doesn't have to work a day in his life, you think he feels he's standing up on his own two feet? No. Okay, we'll give you a little if you do this. If you go to work, we'll pay you some money. And they have a little self-esteem that you're going to work. So therefore, when we talk about the judgment you know, in a secular court, a judge punishes you just to, you know, straighten you out. But uh, what, what we want is Hashem wants a discipline to make it best for you. And that's the difference with that. Okay. So now the question is, so we got a balance here. We got chesed, we got gvura. But uh, but when, but at times when Hashem does gvura, it could be so harsh it could just knock us out. And therefore, the Torah, which is a Torah of Emma, says we have to have tiferes. We have to be able to blend the two together. Okay, and therefore you got to realize it just can't be like one day is chesed and one day is gvura, and we can have a uh, what do you call it uh, a, a, a psychopathic way of dealing with our mitos. Okay, so we have to have a blend of them, of chesed and din together, to be able to hug with the right, but push away with the left. To know I'm not spoiling you, I'm not being overly harsh with you. And the Torah is a Torah's emes. When Hashem tells us to do things, 
We should do it in a way that's based on the talents of the person. And that way you should get eternal good. And you bind the two up. And that is MS. Okay. And that's an idea that people can't understand. Hashem says, my thoughts aren't your thoughts. A lot of times when Hashem is engaged in both of them, we can't understand that. We can't understand. Hashem, do you love us? Do you hate us? Well, what's happening is a little bit of chesed, a little bit of gvura, and it's blended together to bring the just the right results. But when we see it coming to us, we don't understand what's going on. Hashem, why are you doing these bad things to us? We don't realize that's part of the overall package. How do we understand that on the same day that we're able to rescue two hostages, somewhere else in Israel, another soldier gets killed? What's going on? We don't understand it. So what is that? That's kadosh. Kadosh means beyond we can understand. When Hashem blends these contradictory things, we don't understand it, but you got to realize this is God's great mercy. He's blending. He's doing chesed on one hand, gvur on the other hand. It's a balanced approach, and we don't understand what it's taking us towards. Of course we don't, because we don't know the end of the story. And therefore, when God is showing this blend, we think he's a schizoid. But really, no, it's exactly what we need to have happen, although we don't understand it. We'll understand it later, just like the Torah. There's a lot of ideas we don't understand the wisdom of the Torah. But later we'll see how wise the Torah is. So this is the beginning. To realize, Hashem, we're going to talk to you. And we're saying these are the, the, the unbelievable infinite tools you have of chesed, gvura, tiferes. And we have to understand they got to be blended. And we can't just ask for chesed and expect it's only going to be chesed. we got to realize as we're talking to Hashem, there could be a lot of gvura and a lot of din that we're not going to like. But if that's what... You, but that's what you give, I'm ready to take it. And there's Tiferes, there's mercy in ways we don't understand. Only Hashem understands how good things are going to come out of this. And now if we're starting with that proper way, then we can begin to articulate what we really need from Hashem.